just to catch up. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Mike. <laughs> no one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a right? dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yep. Joe, remember you used to do, like, funny bits right in here? Mm-hmm. Like I would go, hello, Joe, and you would do funny things. Yeah. I miss, I miss that. Maybe. You know, I, I can only do it as the fancy strikes me. You know what started to happen was I started to stress out about what the comedy bit was going to be. And then we started to hear from the people who listen like, oh, that one wasn't that good. And I was like, why am I stressing out just to get judged? Sure. I don't have to do this. So if if I think of one. I actually thought of one fairly recently. What the fuck was it? I'm like, oh, I was going to save it for... um. An event, and I, I didn't do it. I'm sorry. Hello. Hi. Hey, good to talk to you, Joey. Oh, yes. That's what we do, Mike Lawson. Every week. <laughs> every week. We catch um, up. Yeah, so how have you been? What's up? I've been doing very, very well. I hung out with... Uh, ever hear of this movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. So, uh, get this. So, in downtown LA, uh, on a street called Broadway has the highest concentration or had of movie palaces in the country. Cool. Okay. And over the years, they were just all abandoned. In fact, a lot of them are still abandoned, which, which is really kind of creepy because it's, it, you know, it's, they're still there and you see like the, the frame and the, and the shell of it. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, it's like a shitty Mexican appliance store, you know? Right. But as downtown is being revitalized, as being gentrified, people are coming in and refurbishing them and remaking them and bringing them back to their former glory. Anyway, but for 30 years, though, there's been a series called Last Remaining Seats, which is they show old movies, great old movies, classics, in these old uh, movie palaces. Many of them, that's just the one night they're open a year. And... um, so, on this series, that sells out, like, well, it, it does, depending on the movie, but it sells out. So, um, I got tickets through cousin of the show, Richard. I got tickets to Raiders of the Lost Ark, which sold out like crazy. That sold out right away. Okay? Okay. So, I invited the Nerd Herd to go with me. Okay? One of the Nerd Herd couldn't go, so a uh, friend of the show, Cameron, went in his stead. So it was myself, Cameron, Peterson, and Kobe. Okay? We go to the theater, which is a beautiful theater. I have I highly recommend anyone go to the Ace Theater. It used to be the United Artists Theater downtown. Fucking gorgeous. Built by Mary Pickford. Amazing, right? Bump into friend of the show Nico Martinez and friend of the show John Marti while they're there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Leave that theater. Take a lift. Go over to this, um, by the way, this, uh, so, you know, the thing about the nerd herd is, and they listen to the show, one of them, Peterson, right, he's kind of, um, socially awkward. I wouldn't say socially awkward, he's just not like, he's not like Mr. Outgoing, you mm-hmm. know? This woman comes up to us while she's here, and she's like, she comes to me, Cameron, and Peterson, I don't know where the hell Kobe was, and she goes, oh, we're filming a video for the last remaining seats people, would you guys want to be part of it? And I'm like, meh, and Peterson's like, I'll do it, and like, jumped up, and like, uh-huh. Filmed a video about his experience. He's never been before, by the way. Uh-huh. Did a whole video? I was like, well, I don't know what's going on here. Okay. So we watched the movie. It's phenomenal. Again, if you live in Los Angeles, I highly, highly, highly recommend going to one of the movies in Last Remaining Seats. All right. When, I, when I've go- gone to these, like, uh, throwback Thursday they do at the theater near my house, um, I actually saw um, Temple of – no, not Temple of Doom. What's the one with uh, Sean Connery? That one. Last Crusade. I saw Last Crusade, and, like, everyone was, like, speaking along with the movie. Were they doing that, like, in the major quotes and stuff? No, but they would cheer like, wildly. Oh, okay. That's fun. They would just go crazy, yeah. And, again, it's like this weird, you know, what uh, the guy was telling us the history while we were in line, and he goes, um, 
do you know Mary Pickford went to Spain and she went to Italy and she saw all these cathedrals. And so what she wanted to do was build a cathedral to the movies. So it kind of looks like a cathedral on the inside. So you're in this place where essentially it's a cathedral for movies. And so it has it's just really, really cool looking. It's really, really awesome. Everyone there respects film and they cheer and they're really happy about it. Right. Cool. So anyway, so we go to this. Um, uh, so listen to this. So then we take a lift from the theater to a, to that. Remember that bar that's supposed to be closing, Bar 107? Yeah. We go there to Bar 107. We're hanging out. Uh, Kobe and uh, and Cameron really hit it off, and they're chit-chatting. I'm talking to Peterson. We're having a good time. And now it's time to go. Uh, uh, it's just late, right? Mm-hmm. So we hop outside, and uh, Cameron and I call a lift. Peterson and, and Kobe are going their own way. Cameron and I are going another way. I'm parked far away. We call a lift, and this guy picks us up, okay? Now, meanwhile, the first guy who picked us up was like this strange man. I don't know who. He was kind of young. He wouldn't talk to us, right? Mm-hmm. What are you, what's your experience with Lyft drivers? Lyft drivers talk a lot. Yeah. I feel like Uber drivers are like... Taxi drivers, they don't give two shits about you, but Lyft, they want to, like, fist bump you and want you to sit in the front seat and stuff. This guy was an Uber and Lyft driver. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, he did both, and he did yeah. not talk to us the whole way, right? Yeah. And now we're stuck in this traffic, and I learned my lesson from a few months ago. I'm, I'm going to get out right here. Later, we popped out of the car and just walked the rest of the way. Yeah. It's faster that way. So uh, that guy doesn't talk to us. The second guy, he's actually really cool. His name's Ka, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, he was talking to us. He liked rock and roll. He went to older, older Asian man, and we had a conversation with him, dropped us off at the bar. So the last lift of the night, we get picked up by this guy, Derek. Derek is this, uh, well, at the time, I could just tell, uh, guy in his early 20s. Okay. Okay. And uh, we're in the car, and I like to chit-chat. You know how I am. I like to chit-chat with the drivers. And this is not like a gay pickup thing. I was chit-chatting well, with Ka. But if he is cute, the more you like to chit-chat. Let's be true, honest. True, but that's true if with anybody. Like, yeah. If he's like, um, or if it's like a woman, you're, you, Joe, you are Oh, if it's a woman, I'll be like, please drive. Don't talk to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> But with uh, Ka and the other guy, I was talking to them. I was chit-chatting with Ka. I was chit-chatting. I tried to chit-chat with the first guy, right? Yeah. So I'm chit-chatting with uh, Derek. And I, uh, I'm i going, blah, blah, blah. I go, where are you from originally? He goes, go. he mentions, oh, because he didn't really know L.A. that well. And he was driving. I go, oh, where are you from originally? He goes, well, I'm originally from Cambodia. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in Kentucky. Oh, weird. Yeah, which sort of makes sense because he's like, Hey, it's me. I'm from Kentucky. Now, he doesn't have an accent, but it's more like he actually – Mike, tell me what your thoughts on this are. I know you like Asian men. What is your thoughts of like, oh, no, no, you're in this right now. Uh, Steve is like this. What do you feel about the skater voice coming out of an Asian body? I don't I don't really understand the question. Like what when I an Asian guy – yeah, when they're like, yeah, what up? Hey, Mike, it's me, Steve. Like that's kind of how Steve talks. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, yeah. I don't have I don't have strong feelings about it in any direction. It's just normal. There's I'll nothing be abnormal. You, I, think I think it's really hot because it is abnormal. It's almost like when you see a black guy with a British accent. Okay. You know? I like black guys with British accents and Asian guys with uh, skater boy voices. Okay. Right. So, are you dating Derek then? <laughs> so, um, I'm talking to Derek and. Uh, I go, uh, where are you from? And he goes, Kentucky. And we're just chatting. And I don't, Mike, I don't know what it is because his voice is actually sort of on the deep side. And he talks mm-hmm. like a skater, right? We're coming up to my car. We're getting, I wasn't, par- we weren't far from my car. And I go, uh, hey, listen, uh, Derek. I go, uh, uh, so you ever pick up any cute girls in the car? I never asked that question, right? <laughs> I was going somewhere with this, right? Yeah. And he goes, uh, uh, and I go, are you gay? Wow, Joe. Yeah. And he goes, um, yeah, yeah, I'm gay. And I go, that's interesting. And he like parks the car. Like we literally land up in my car and he's like, um, and it just, it just gets really, really like intense now. And he goes, um, 
Yeah, it's actually it's actually really um, emotional for me right now because um, I just came out to my mom and she pretty much rejected me. <gasps> Aww. Right? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. And so literally Cameron and our, our, our – Cameron's in the car too. And I'm like – we're like, Cameron's oh like, God. let's go. I know. Cameron's <laughs> like, Ugh. Well, you know, Mike, you know what? Yes, because the reason we left the bar was Cameron's girlfriend was like, where are you? You know, like, please come home. I'm waiting for you. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, okay, guys, we got to go. I got to take Cameron home to his girlfriend. Now, all of a sudden, of course – a gay boy comes out to Joe. A twenty-one-year-old gay boy comes out to Joe in a lift car. Ugh. It's like time no longer exists. <laughs> Nobody's uh, obligations—they uh, don't exist anymore. You know, the, yeah. the world can go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Mike lost. I'm not even joking. For forty-five minutes, <gasps> like like Derek turns off his lift because he keeps getting lift calls. He turns yeah. it off. He wasn't charging you guys, right? <laughs> well, he charges for the ride. I know, I know but he has that with it. No, no, no. He ended it. It's his shtick. He like figured out that he could just like park and cry to these like gay yeah. guys. He's like, and then mm. you get a bill for twenty seven dollars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, no, no. He he charged it. He he stopped it. So he sits there, and we just have like a forty five minute like heart to heart. This is a boy. I'm basically now the new Scott Bayo. Is what I'm saying. You know, the thing with Scott Bayo. And uh, Pauly Shore was that they would just pick girls up off the fucking bus as they come in from the Midwest. Uh-huh. You know, I'm now Pauly Shore. I'm now Scott Bayo because he's literally so green from Kentucky. You know, so he's new to L.A. He's new to gay, right? Um, oh, he's fresh meat. He's a. Oh my god, he is so. He's like the the the, the meat you, is still quivering. Like the nerves his, haven't stopped yet. Did you get his phone number? Um, we hung out yesterday, and that will be my story number two. Oh. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Did you guys drive, like, 50 miles per hour so that you could go back in time? (laughs) It's 88 miles per hour, and we're going to come to that. I will say this. So basically, just to wrap it up, is uh, at the end of the phone call, he was like, guys, I hope this isn't weird, but I really, really like you guys. At the end of the... really the code for I really like Cameron. And this fat guy can come too. But um, he goes, um, can I get your numbers? Actually, you know what? He only actually asked for my number. And then he goes, can we hang out sometime? Because I don't really have any friends. Which is mm. like. Code for know. I'm horny and need <laughs> need to meet up with so, um So I gave him my number and we landed up hanging out yesterday. He has a boyfriend back in Kentucky. And I don't know why I'm so fucking prejudiced because I was like. Okay, boy from back in Kentucky, he's not going to be. He's going to be like some goofball, ugly guy, right? He showed us the picture. Holy super hot. Fucking yes. Super hot Twinkie. Well, you never Kentucky said, is boy. Derek super hot? You just said he's 21 and like basically t- um, immature when it comes to L.A., not advanced when it comes to gay stuff. So like your predator vibe went in for the kill but like is he actually hot you know it's one of these things mike lawson where like i kind of see him as a friend and so i don't really see him that way uh i i want to say for the record that derek is i love derek thank you you're welcome and i think he's very cute and very adorable he sounds sweet um joey (laughs) let me tell you um Joey, you brought up steve um so the other day um actually in our last episode i told you that Steve and I were meeting up with my friend Jennifer, and for some reason it makes me nervous when, like, separate groups kind of meet up. Uh, But it was fine. Uh, We went to dinner at this, like, very kind of uh, popular soul food sort of restaurant in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was so good. I had... No, no, I I was guessing the name. Is it called... Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's called Farmer Brown. It's called Farmer Brown. Um, I actually went with um, some podcasting people uh, when we went to see Dame Edna uh, a few months ago. Uh, But we went there and had some really good food and they got along really well. And it was to the point where... um, like, Steve went to the bathroom, and she's like, oh, he's so nice. It's so good. And then when we were leaving the restaurant, he said the same thing about her. 
So that made me feel good that they connected. I don't know. It, I'm just always nervous about that because, like, I like both of them a lot. And so I'm just always mm-hmm. worried. What if, like, you know, Steve is like, Ugh, I, I really can't be around that friend of yours. Or Well, okay, well, I have a question for you. Because I'm sure this will come up on the show, but obviously you know this. But I'm going to the Bay Area mm-hmm. in is it two weeks' time or something, or a week and a sure. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you nervous about that? No, I feel. I mean, I'm not so much nervous. Um, I, I'm more nervous. Usually, kind of on the opposite direction. I feel like Steve is the type of person that likes everyone. And I mm-hmm. feel like you have that too. My friend Jennifer, though, not so much. You follow? So I was a little bit more nervous that, like, I don't know. I felt like he could, Steve could s- say something that maybe would make her feel weird. Or I don't know. She's a, a bit more sensitive than you or Steve are. I can't imagine now, you disliking somebody that I like this much. You which follow? Would Jonathan would have a different opinion, but Jonathan's friends are assholes. Now, right. let me tell you this. Let me ask you this. Let's let's go back. Let's let's go to an alternate universe. Let's say okay. two years ago or whatever, a year and a half ago. I don't know when. I showed up in the Bay Area and I was going to meet Rod Kyle. Mm-hmm. Would you have been nervous? Rod Kyle is harder to please in the way Jennifer is. So I would oh, be okay. a little more nervous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he already hated you, remember. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, but I think you'd always try to downplay it. But now that you guys are done, can you be honest now and admit that he completely hated me? Yeah, I'm. He, he did. He did. But it, he never said I hate Joe. He never said anything like that explicitly. I just okay. could always tell he hated. He didn't just hate you. He hated that you and I did this. He what? and he once said like I hate that you have this like hobby that you spend time doing, and I I feel embarrassed to tell my friends about it. What? <laughs> oh my God! Seriously. Yeah. Um, I saw him well, the other if, day, by the way. Oh, you what? You saw? Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Burying the fucking lead. <laughs> oh, you, you bumped so into weird. Rod Kyle? So weird. But wait, let me finish the story because it'll be at the end of the night. Um, So we are leaving the restaurant. We're walking. And this kind of like cracked out homeless lady. So it's Steve, Jennifer, and myself. And this cracked out mm-hmm. homeless lady kind of shoulders up to Steve. And um, she has like a toothless smile. And she kind of she, like. Oh! For a pitiful woman. So she like puts her her um, face in Steve's face, and he kind of like backs up. Don't she, I know you? Is that Sweeney Todd? Yes. She's like, uh, she's like, you don't have to be scared of me. And he's like, oh no no no, you just kind of startled me or whatever. And so she was like clearly drugged out on something. And I'm gonna cut to I, we find out that. Uh, that was his long lost wife that he was thought had been dead for years. So we we it was <laughs> spoiler a big alert, stretch, big stretch, Joe. We um, I think that's a good that's a good one. I think that that's was, very clever of me to bring that up. He was trying to be nice to her, and she was like, "You don't have to be afraid of me." And she mentioned something about how he maybe just graduated from high school. And mm-hmm. I want to point out again that she was probably really drugged out. Um, mm-hmm. But as she walked, she asked for money, and Steve said sorry, but good luck to you or whatever and then um she looked over at me and she said uh something about how i was his dad what uh well i've been in that boat before but how would you be his dad you're white yeah well steve was like maybe she's very progressive and she just thinks that i could (laughs) potentially that you have asian genes or i could potentially i don't know their families come in all shapes and sizes and colors and Maybe that's what she thought, but I really think she was just totally drugged out. Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm five years older than him. I'm not that much older. I don't think that I look super old, or than I am. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Um, you can all, it's the dickiest thing to do is just stay silent when someone's saying something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it just forces... <laughs> Just stay completely silent. Well, we're on Google Hangout, though, so then I just thought yeah. I lost you. But, no. Um, so, yeah, so I got ex- I got uh, confused for Steve's dad, and, like, I don't know, for some reason, it, like, 
I don't think that the lady actually thought that, but like he thought it was so funny, and then mm-hmm. like the I think that he thought it was so funny was like made it more apparent like oh there is like an age gap here that I don't spend a lot of time thinking about, but because he kept laughing about it, I I dwelled on it for the rest of the night, you know. No, I'm being honest with you. When I see you guys in pictures, I didn't know there was a five-year age gap. I don't know if that means he looks like shit, or I don't know if it means no. it makes you look young. Well, I don't think it's uh, either. I don't think I feel like he could he could pass for significantly younger. But I think if someone told him he was, you know, a couple years older, I don't think that that would be super shocking or offensive either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that I look. I mean, I, I I certainly look my age, but I don't think that I'm like I don't look old for my age. I don't think. But, I don't think so. Um, so oh, so then uh, later that night, I took the Bart home, and when I mm-hmm. this is actually funny. I didn't even think of putting this as a story. Um, so I walk to the Bart, and um, when I get to the Bart station, Rod Kyle was going down the escalator with his new boyfriend. <gasps> who, who I think who looks at you? New, Please tell me he looks at you. No, he didn't look like me. He kind of was had, he white. Like, he was super white with like Okay, you know what? I'm gonna say this right now. Fuck Rod Kyle, man. Because remember he was like Mr. He didn't want guys who had an Asian fetish. He was very sensitive to this. Asian fetish this, Asian fetish that, was very sensitive about it. Didn't want you know you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, this fool has a white fetish. Um, so he's Thank going you. down the escalator and I kinda like waved to them and it took him a second to kind of realize who's waving at him, you know? And so he, the funny part is then at the bottom of the S okay, so the boyfriend kept like looking back to see like who I was, right? Mm-hmm. Then at the bottom of the escalator, I could see them and Ar- uh, RK kind of like quickly run not runs, but like walks quickly away so like we wouldn't have to talk to each other or see each other. So. Ugh, I hate this guy. I I hope I bump into him in the Bay Area. Oh my god. I so do. I hope we're walking on the Bay Bridge and uh bump into him. And I throw him <laughs> off. Um you wouldn't walk the Bay Bridge. That's true. So what the, what's up with you? What else is going on in your life? Do you remember this uh guy Trevor Wynn? We used to work with him? Yeah. So, Trevor Wynn's one of these guys who I, I actually I have this new I don't know. I want I I know the answer is going to be that I'm an asshole and you'll always jump on that bandwagon. But I'm really struggling with this because I think I'm an asshole. Okay. Because Trevor Wynn, I knew him when we worked together, okay? Yeah. And for some reason, he just bugs the living shit out of me. Not necessarily by anything he he does to me personally. In fact, it's the opposite. But, like, I see him on this Facebook, and he's one of these guys who his Facebook presence or his Facebook persona is one that I typically don't like. So he's at, he's one of these guys. He's at every event. Literally, except for the Oscars, he's at every event. He's at the Grammys. He's at the American Music Awards. He's at the Roast of Justin Bieber. He's at anything that happens, he's there. Sure. He's like a Z-Leg of L.A., yeah. right? Well, even it's even like um... – the red carpet outside of the like oil of LA, you know, powerful yeah. women awards or yes. E- yes. everything. <laughs> it's everything. He's at everything. And it just kind of bugs me. I don't know why. I don't like that type of person in LA. They always just, you know, they want to be where the, the everything's happening there. They want to yeah. be in the scene. But is he right? doing it for work or is he doing it as hobby? No. As a hobby. I mean, this is, you know, some people like to invest their money in fine dining. Some people like to invest their money in going to the movies or whatnot. He likes to invest his money in vacations and going places like this. Events, right? Doesn't want to miss anything. So, anyway, um, he, but I will say, though, on the other hand, on a personal relationship level, he has been extraordinarily kind to me. Extraordinarily kind. He's constantly calling me and saying he has an extra ticket for this. Do I want to go with him? He he contributed a significant amount of money to the Magic Castle GoFundMe project. He um, Did he, he actually some, pay you the money he said he was going to pay you? He actually paid me the money he said he was going to pay me, as did he got friends to do it as well. Like literally Trevor and his friends, I'll tell you this pretty much paid for half of my magic castle dues super cool yes and 
I don't know why I'm always like, oh, this Trevor Wynn doing nice things for me, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what he's like? I'm like Homer, and he's like Ned Flanders. Right, right. You know? And <laughs> just no matter what he does, I'm like, <sighs> Right? So last week, though, uh, well, no, a few months ago, he had called me and said, hey, listen, I, I have these uh, tickets to uh, the Hollywood Bowl. I bought them. They're um, box seats. To they're going to show Back to the Future, and the LA Phil is going to accompany it, accompany it and perform the score live. So cool! While the film plays, yeah. Um, I, I can't go though. I'm going on vacation, and they're 130 bucks each. You think you want to buy them off me? I'm like, no, right? <laughs> He's like, okay. Cut to last week. He calls me and says, "Look, I wasn't able to sell the tickets. Uh, I have to go. I'm leaving literally today um, to go out of town." Uh, why don't you just take the tickets, and you can have them. That you can just go. And dick. I'm like, what a dick! What an asshole! <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So um, this is last week, and so uh, for my birthday this year, what I really want to do is I want to focus on experiences with people. So I don't want to say want to have a party for my birthday. I want to have like little events with people. Right? Okay. Sure. So, um, you're coming to the Bay Area. Exactly. Yeah. And I'd rather have an experience with Adam Vaught there and with Shane and with you and the different people I know in the Bay Area. And that'll be sort of my little birthday thing. Cool. So, um, I decided that, you know what, this is a good, I'll take Cameron, friend of the show Cameron. That will be my birthday experience with Cameron. We'll go cool. to Back to the Future. Okay. We know this for since last week. So, uh, so then that's when we bump into Derek. We're with Derek, and I tell Derek as we're getting out of the car, hey, listen, uh, Cameron and I, we're going to be in town on Tuesday, actually, and we are going to go to see this Back to the Future thing. Why don't we hang out with you before? Okay? Mm-hmm. He goes, sounds great. That's why we exchange numbers. Yeah. So Tuesday comes. Oh, so then Monday happens. Yeah. Trevor. usually does. Yes. Trevor emails me. I found someone to buy the tickets. No. And I go, but you know what? Actually, I'm being honest here. I, I, I mean, I was a little disappointed, but I was like, I can always still hang out with Cameron. It doesn't mean we have to go to the Hollywood Bowl. We can still do shit, you know? Sure. And maybe you could spend more time with Derek then. Yeah, more, spend more time with Derek. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, I, and also, no, but and also, I, I actually, I had had this change of heart in terms of Trevor. And so, also, I was like, actually kind of happy for him because, you know, 230 bucks. Right. To lose for a show that you didn't get to go to, that kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of, well, I was kind of happy for him, right? And he goes, the guy hasn't paid me, I'll keep you posted. So that Monday happens, and so Cameron and I were like, we'll just go to LA and we'll just hang out. Whatever happens, happens. Um, so we go to, uh, but we decide, we don't know if we're still going to go or not. Cause it really is actually more up in the air based on some communication I had with Trevor. It seems like it's more up in the air than it seems. So Cameron and I decided, why don't we just hang out in the Hollywood area? It's sort of close to the Hollywood Bowl. It's also closer to where Derek lives, and we'll just chill there. And if nothing happens, we don't go to the Hollywood Bowl. We don't go to the Hollywood Bowl. If we do, we do. So we meet up with Derek, and we go to this little uh, dark bar in uh, Los Feliz called The Drawing Room, which is great. And we're hanging out. And because, you know, it's almost like, you know when you're on Grinder, Mike, um, or any of these, like, dating sites you know like when you meet someone you might hit you might hit it off with them on grinder or the app or whatever tinder or whatever you're using but then when it moves to the next level let's say it's phone you're like oh wait this person's kind of lame or you might meet them in person yeah and you're and like you realize oh. oh you wear birkenstocks or something yeah 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 exactly you wear tiva sandals Ugh. right you know yeah so um you take it to that level and you're like, ugh, no, never mind, right? Mm-hmm. That's what was my fear with meeting Derek in person. It was like, maybe we just had this magical 45 minutes because he like came out and he was vulnerable, right? Right. But we, but but the good thing was there was an exit strategy. We had to go somewhere. We could always say, oh, we have to go, bye, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we met at this bar. Derek actually meets up with us. Oh my god, Mike, I love Derek. The three of us hit it off so right away, it's not even funny. Yeah. 
And so now we move from this bar. Derek's hungry, so we go to this fish taco place. Then um, Derek's we go to this sleepy, g- so we go to my house. Yeah, Derek's dirty, so we go to a bathhouse. <laughs> Has he? So, did you guys talk about the bathhouse experience with him? He's gonna go with us. Uh, you're going back. We're gonna go you- back in time. Um, I don't know if we ever will. I mean, we have to get to that stage of, of level of comfort with uh, Derek, but he's yeah. interested in... Okay. You might have we'll to watch to him this. jerk off on Reddit first. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let me put it a different way. Um, let's, let's get to this now. So let me just cut to, we go to this gay bar down the street where the power is out for some reason. And so he's like, oh, I could just give you the drinks right now and pay me later, but hey, the power's out. Okay, so what does get? This Wait, is by the is way. Is it pitch black then? Like it's dark inside. Uh, they had the doors open, so it was like whatever light was from coming from the doors, but that was it. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is, by the way, the second gay bar that Derek has ever been to in his life. Okay. Okay. Well, part of it is first of all, he made the mistake when he was in LA of going to the Abbey. He's like, oh, I didn't like it. I'm like no one does. Right. You know. Part two, he literally turned 21 in April. Oh, right. Okay. So that's fairly normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But second gay bar he's ever been to in his entire life. Also, he has no friends here in L.A., so he just literally drives Lyft uh, 60 hours a week. Well, it's really difficult to – I mean personally and if Derek's anything like me, which I'm sure he's just like me, he um, – it's hard to walk into a gay bar specifically alone for me. Like I don't know. I just feel like tons of judgment – so, like, if I'm with friends, I could be like, I don't care about your judgment. I'm talking to my friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something yeah. about a gay bar that's really hard to just walk into. Well, and th- this sit down actually and... comes up. So, like, you know, Derek was raised raised in Kentucky in a very conservative town and um, was raised sort of religiously, you know? So, all of this is fairly, very, not fairly, it's extremely new to him. And, and extremely, he's, he said it, he's, I'm very green here. Yeah. In terms of L.A. and in terms of gay. And I actually had this experience. We actually talked about it with – do you remember – this is years old. But do you remember Sweet Michael? No. I don't think Sweet so. Michael was Cameron's old roommate in Miami, and he came out to L.A. Um, cute little gay boy. Okay. Whatever. Sweet Michael was also – like Sweet Michael back in Miami when he was in college had – Barely, barely started telling people he was gay. Like, when he came out to L.A. with Cameron, he'd probably told Cameron and, like, one other person he was gay. Mm-hmm. You know? And then he meets me, and I'm like, hello, boys! And I have, like, a dick in each hand, and I'm, like, jacking them off, and, like, sing- I'm singing show tunes up and down yeah. the street, right? Yeah. And I became friends with Sweet Michael. And like the only reason Sweet Michael's not in my posse is because he lives on the other side of the country. But Sweet Michael and I became close, and... um. Sweet Michael told me that that was very – at first he was very almost like – not offended, but like alarmed by that. You know, sure. that was very disconcerting to him. Well, it's tough. But, I mean if you spent your whole life keeping a secret to walk into a KFC and Joe could potentially reveal that secret to everyone that works there. Do you know what I mean? Like I understand why you might be standoffish. Yeah, but – um he said, though, like once he, he sat with it for a while and, and thought about it, he actually he found it to be extremely admirable and he admired that about me. Mm-hmm. And so um, Derek and I have talked about it, which Derek said he found it like when I just asked him if he was straight up gay in the car, Derek was like immediately frightened and didn't know, is this guy going to beat me up? Sure. Is this like, I don't know what I'm walking into right now. And so to meet someone open like me, but he said once he sat with it for a while, he like loves me because, and, um, and I actually use this phrase when we were talking, we talked about it in depth is because I'm so open and so out there, but also older and more confident, like it gives him the ability to be more confident because he's traveling in my shadow or my wake, if you will. Mm-hmm. So if anything bad's going to happen, I'm going to take – huh? It's quite a shadow too. <laughs> yes. I cast quite the shadow. So he's, he's free to be very like, yeah. But like if he – he knows – if anything, I'm taking all the heat. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. the guy in the front taking all the heat. And so he can be more open. But you're also maybe a little more 
uh, you have a little more experience figuring out when you sh- you can be a little more open and when you should maybe shut the fuck up for a minute because your safety is, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And so he opened up quite a bit and we really, really hit it off. Okay, so then we're at the gay bar, right? Now, what what bar sp- did you go to? Akbar. Oh. So uh, we're, we're there and it's like 7 o'clock. The show starts at 8.30. I get a text from Trevor. I didn't sell the ticket. The tickets are yours. And no. there's only two of them? There's only two. So you're like, so, see ya, Derek. Bye. Can you? Oh, by the way, can you give us a lift to... <laughs> No, he's like you're my friends. I'll just give you a drive, and you're like, yeah, but can you use the pink mustache, please? Mm, Yeah, (laughs) no, no, no. We're like, sorry, (laughs) you'll be better if we're like, sorry, hey, we gotta go. And then all of a sudden, his phone goes ding, and like my picture shows up that I'm requesting a ride from him. He's like, did you just request a ride? I'm like, yeah. And we're just gonna sit in the back, okay? Yeah. So anyway, give me gum. So. So Cameron and I, because Cameron and I are like, we love Derek. We love him. We love him, right? Yeah. So we're like, you know what, Derek? There were a bunch of tickets still available for this concert. Why don't you just go and buy one of the shitty tickets, and then we'll sneak you into our box? Oh, so easy to do at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. 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 So he goes, oh, okay, let's do this, right? So we take a lift, actually, not from him, from some other guy. This really cool Japanese guy, actually. We take did a he, lift. Did from... he know him? Nope. There is something that tells like, oh, you're a, you're a driver? He's Japanese, right? Yeah. And they, this is actually a thing. We're not going to – well, <laughs> that's for later. So um, the Japanese guy takes us to Hollywood Bowl. We go there, right? And I go, and uh, Derek goes to the, to the box office. And he's like – he comes back. He's like, guys, the cheapest ticket they have now is $69. And we're like, okay. fuck that. And I go, let me tell you something. I'm a veteran of this nonsense. Go up to one of these scalpers. And I did the Into the Woods trick. And I go, because uh, Derek had a bunch of cash with him. I go, hide all that cash. Just put $20 in your wallet. And you go up to that guy and you say, listen, I want to buy a ticket. I only have $20. And I'm gonna. you either can just sell me the ticket for 20 bucks or lose it, right? He goes, I don't sure. know. He's like twenty nothing, and new to L.A. and just barely out. You know, right. he has no confidence. You know, he's like, okay, I'll try. But if it doesn't work out, guys, it was nice hanging out with you. And we're like, okay. So Cameron and I go inside. We're like, we're like Derek is so not coming back inside, right? Okay. Uh-huh. We're like, well, it was nice hanging out with them. So Derek, uh, Cameron, and I just go to this. We watch Back to the Future. Mike, twenty minutes into the movie, we get a text from Derek. He got a ticket. What? For twenty bucks, so then at intermission, we're like, "Come down to come down, come down from your shitty seat, come down from like we're like way in the front." We're like, "Come down from the peanut gallery and join us." He goes, "Okay, right?" Yeah, Mike, he had better seats than we did. What? How? Just they had one Be- extra ticket. <laughs> I don't know the the scalper he went up to. So he goes up to the scalper, Mike. He was like so much better seats than we were, and we had amazing seats. Okay. He goes, yeah, I just went to the guy and told you what you did. And then the guy was like, Ugh. you know, like, finally when the show had started, he, like, gave him the guy that – he said, okay, if you have 20 bucks, give me 20 bucks. And, Mike, his seats were better. We, we should have snuck into his box. <laughs> cool. So he what? didn't we, – we didn't have to sneak him in. He was just right he – wasn't, he wasn't that far. We could see him. Anyway, we had an amazing time with Derek. I love Derek. Derek is now officially part of the Joe Penis Posse. And – uh and so, yeah, Derek and Cameron actually are very uh, interested in going to Vegas for Pride 48, actually. Cool. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, Derek – so uh, Cameron is having a 4th of July party. Derek's going to go to Cameron's 4th of July party. Whoa. I'm having a 4th of July party that I put together just for your birthday and then you ditched me. Oh, thank you. Well, you can have it in my honor. <laughs> um, cool. What, the, what else is going on with you? Well, my my story isn't that – my next story, personal story, isn't that good, but it really is basically a segue into my first news story. So, oh, okay. Um, San Francisco Pride was this last weekend, Joe. And oh, yeah. I saw pictures of you and uh, Steve. Yeah, we had a good time. We um, went to my friend Bryce, who we've talked about on this show before. By the way, 
we went to Bryce's house, and this is a, I've gotten in this trap a hundred times, and I need you to talk me out of it if it, I ever tell you we're going to do this again. Steve and I have to go somewhere in the city, and I'm always like, why don't we Uber there? And he'll be like, nah, it's a 30-minute walk. Let's just walk. Mm-hmm. You know what? Right? Joe, this is – it's San Francisco. It's not like it's, you know, the flat plains of Oklahoma. Yeah. It's San Francisco. So we got we walked there, and for 30 minutes, the walk was fine. The last 15 mm-hmm. minutes, it was like a vertical climb, right? Uh. And by the t- – so when we got there, I'm like not just sweating. I was like – there was puddles under the underarms of my shirt. I was, like, yeah. out of breath. Luckily, there was a grocery market little thing right under Bryce's apartment. So I was like, why don't we go in here and see if we should get something for the party? Because I was so out of breath, I didn't want to walk in, like, dry heaving, right? So mm-hmm. we go to the market, and we get flowers. We go to the house. I want to live in this apartment, Joey, so bad. It's so nice. Bryce's apartment. Yeah, it's so nice. And... Bryce isn't exactly loving his roommate situation right now. Oh, um, so I hope your roommate can listen to this show. Well, I just realized my windows are open, so maybe I should shut the fuck up. But um, so when we got there, I forgot to tell Steve that it was uh, pajama themed. <laughs> um, the party with pajama themed? Well, he does this pro- party on the Sunday morning of Pride every year, where he. How cooks... long did he live there? Um, this is his third year here. Really? I feel like he just moved there. I feel like we were doing the show. We were. Oh. So this is his third Pride. Okay. So he had just moved here from one Pride, then last year and this year. So he, um, does this, like, he makes a million batches of waffles and has, like, ice cream and fruit and shit that you put on the waffles, plus people drink. Um, and then Great thing to invite a diabetic to. Then they go. I know. Then they go down to pr- the Pride festivities. You just brought. A, oh, did you bring um, a keg of beer? No, no, no. This is all the insulin I need for this party. <laughs> Seriously. So um, I forgot to tell Steve that it was pajama themed, though. So we walk in in our regular clothes. I'm not gonna wear pajamas, and then no. I'm stuck in my fucking pajamas all day. Yeah. What's with these yeah. gay people and their p- parties with themes? So. Um, I, I mean, we had a good time. We eventually, we actually left early so that we could catch some of the parade because, um, Steve's never seen the pride parade. So we went, but the pride parade had, okay, this is how long the parade is in San Francisco. It started and someone at the party was in the parade, still at the party. And he was going to take an Uber back to catch to, he wasn't even supposed to be in the staging area yet. It's what? just, it's like a two hour parade. So, you know what? This reminds me, one time I went to that parade for the, the Swallows and Capistrano, Simon Capistrano. Yeah, on my birthday. Did you know that? Oh, is that on your birthday? No, I didn't they know were, that. They return on my birthday every year. Isn't that weird? Hmm. It's weird. <laughs> so, the, the, I was going to make some sort of like swallow and your dick is big kind of oh, joke, but uh-huh. just everyone imagine the joke. So anyway, uh, uh, I go to the parade, and like the first 15, 20 minutes of the parade, I am super excited and into yeah. it. I'm like, yes. Clapping at everything. Look at that yeah. awesome horse. Maybe even I the first half hour. Yeah, yeah, maybe the first half hour. After that, both the quality of the parade and my enthusiasm flag immensely. Oh, yeah. It just – it's like a steep decline. I remember – so at the at the Swallows Day parade, I was with my friend Shannon, and like about forty five minutes, and we're like, you know what, we're over. Let's go get a drink or dinner. I don't remember lunch. Who knows what? Right? We're gone for like hours. Right? <laughs> we come back. We have to go by the parade again. The parade's still going on, but by this point, it's just kid on skateboards, just like <laughs> you know, cruising down the parade. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. The thing with Pride uh, Parade. Or Pride, the San Francisco Pride Parade is this way. I'm sure a lot of Pride Parades around the country are this way. I, I know they vary. But here, it's like Facebook marches in the parade, which, bless her heart, thank you for your money. We've talked about that in the past. But then why do they bring 600 Facebook employees? And they're all – they're not necessarily all gay, but they're certainly supporters, which I also I, – I, I love that. But 
I don't want. Why do I have to sit for twenty minutes to watch every fucking Facebook ally, LGBT ally, march by me? Right then. After Facebook, it's Genentech, and then it's Google, and then it's oh. Apple. And do you know what I mean? Like, it's just large groups of people wearing a similar shirt waving at you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like a parade needs like your float should have someone on top doing something. It's 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 just a march of people at a certain point. It's not really a show, and I feel like parades yeah. should be kind of shows. This should be something fun to watch. So. That happened. And this segues nicely to the story I wanted to read. It's not really a news story. Um, so uh, this is basically from the sfist.com. And it says that it's not going to be a long-winded essay, but it pretty much is. And the question that they ask is, when did LGBT Pride, which was once called Gay Freedom Day and was an actual show of political defiance, when did that turn into a citywide occasion for straight teens and college students to put on a little rainbow face paint and party together and get in occasional fist fights or gunfights. Um, and I was kind of curious what your what your stance on this might be because really I would say one out of every three people at Pride is straight or questioning or – I mean it's really – that's not a number I could say for sure is you know the case. But there's just a lot of like straight people coming out to support or to – enjoy the party and I, th- I think a day that kind of like has like a political sort of um meaning behind it does it lose some of that meaning if it has turned into a college party what do you think well i read this essay and i think you can guess just by the tone of my voice what i think of this essay let me tell you this I don't really know how to articulate it. Shut up is my point to this person. It's like, so the the person's mad, yeah, that straight people are joining in. They sort of feel that the straight people are bringing in, like, homophobic dudes. Ugh. They're bringing in, like, people getting in fights and shit like that. One, does this guy have any proof? What is this proof that this is uh, 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 straight people beating up gay people because they're gay? He doesn't ever cite proof. He just says... Now there's people there, and they're fighting. Sure. Gay people fight too, and he kind of acknowledges that sort of like I guess gay people fight too. But how do we? How do we know? This? I don't know how this guy knows this. A, B, like you can't say like you can't have a, a thing that's politically like we're different. Accept us for who we are, and then we're like okay, we do, and yeah. then you're like fuck you, right. you know? Yeah. And it's like I, I get that, and. I mean, there is something to be said, though, about the party kind of becoming something different and changing because, I mean, for the longest time up here in the Castro, Halloween was a big thing. Um, It was kind of like another gay party. It was people in their crazy, um, maybe not even gay, but certainly queer, like something, you know, the... A different kind of crowd. It wasn't the straight bars in the marina. It was the Castro Halloween party. And then it got to be so crazy that it had to be canceled. Like Halloween in the Castro is no longer a thing. And I think that that's sad and you want to preserve, you know, what what was once something great and something that was really good for the LGBT community. Um, but I, but I agree with you. Assume- like. I think it is a political statement to have these record-breaking cra- number of people in the crowd, right? That's even if you, m- many of them are straight or whatever, they're there because they want to be there, and I think that that says something. And that's true. And, and but again, going back to the point, we don't know that the people who are causing problems are straight because this speaks to another issue that's happening in the gay community is that the young gay people and we talked about this a little bit last week they don't have a real connection to the history of what came before them so they're not showing in other words the younger gay people i would say maybe even 30 and under maybe 25 and under who go to pride going to pride for them is a different experience it's not like they go and this is gay people thinking oh this is um some sort of, uh, you know, gay protest movement, they, they're they going, it's a time for them to have a gay party. Right. You know? And I don't even think, I look at Pride, I'm, I'm 40, and I don't even think that I look at Pride that way. You know? Like, 
I think even when I went, that that whole like um, moment of we're we're fighting for something was already dying down. They already had you know Absolute Vodka sponsoring it and yeah. all that shit, and that's why I hate Pride. So like I think I that was a lost solution, a long time ago. I wonder if a solution may be uh, maybe counter to the reason I love San Francisco Pride over other cities' prides. What if? Um, as I've told you in the past, San Francisco doesn't charge. It's basically the city turns into pride. Um, they use public streets for everything. It's in public parks everywhere. Um, the city just is our pride festival where a lot of cities have gated off areas. You pay admission. Um, maybe I wonder if that might be a solution. If you have to pay to get in, maybe you'll very seriously no i don't i don't think there's a no, no, i haven't been to the san francisco pride but i don't think there's a problem this just sounds like a get off my lawn old man type of thing mm-hmm. i don't think there's a problem it sounds great to me look whenever you have a mass congregation of people i imagine that's redundant by the way whenever you have a massive congregation mm-hmm. there are gonna be problems and a if you have a couple of, of fights what? like ducks or mm, how about yes okay no, a congregation of people, I guess. I, uh-huh. I, that sounds like it's... Anyway. Sure. So when you have a, a bunch of people together, it, it, it you're just going to have to expect that there's going to be fights and there are going to be problems. Regardless, yeah. It has nothing to do with straight or gay. It's just people misbehave. And well, it maybe, sounds like if you have... Uh, maybe... And I'm just really playing devil's advocate. I don't have strong feelings. I love that there are allies that come out to support, but... Remember, I would say a year ago, maybe uh, maybe even two years ago, we talked about a place in Oakland. Um, it's a gay party that happened um, on the regular, and it was called Ships in the Night. And it was a yeah. LGBTQ sort of get-together that happened, I would say, like every other month. Um, and they had to shut down because the crowd was getting too wild and crazy. But also, at one point, the organizers on facebook said uh remember this is for lgbtq folks so if you're straight remember if you come you're taking the place of somebody who is lgbtq so like at a certain point like you might outgrow your space and like is this space for straight people to come and show their support or is it for lgbtq folks to feel yeah but i feel like I feel there are simple solutions to that. For instance, there was a problem last um, at the last Magic Castle swap meet, uh, which is the Magic Castle opens up its doors and members and their guests can theoretically come in and it's just like a swap meet of just old magic shit, right? Yeah. But since the Magic Castle's members only club, you know... It's it's often a very it's a, there's, you don't have to wear a dress code. There's no dress code. It's it's kind of lax, right? So at the last one, somehow the news of this swap meet got onto the LA Weekly um, website or things to do list. Okay, and in the advertisement, it said like, "Hey, if you've never been inside the Magic Castle uh, and you want to go, th- go to this swap meet. It's like five bucks to get in, and you can go." And there were crazy ass lines to get in, and people were coming in. They were like taking pictures. They were running around, and the, the membership had a fucking shit fit. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. They were so fucking pissed because now they were there to actually buy magic crap, and they couldn't. There was like these huge lines. There were people that shouldn't have been there taking pictures. Pictures aren't allowed inside the magic castle. I mean, it was a big deal. So the solution was now it's just closed to members and their actual personal – like because on the swappy days, anybody could walk in and just pay five bucks. Sure. Okay? Now you can't do that. Right. So that was a solution. So this other the ships in the night, it, it should be like, uh, you have to go to one of these organ. You can only buy tickets through this organization. Look, is it going to prevent everybody? No, but it'll cut down a lot if you have to go through, uh, you know, the San Francisco gay group, you know, leather daddies. They, you can only buy it through them, you know. So there's ways of doing it without being ex- specifically exclusionary. Yeah. Well, what you just said kind of makes me kind of puts in hits the nail on the head with this article and just with the idea of like not being okay with outsiders quote unquote coming into pride like the whole point of pride is that um we want to be included like you said and to no longer be an outsider so to be inclusive makes a lot of sense and the idea of shunning people for any reason seems silly um but that's my thing i don't like go ahead no that's my that's my point of view I don't like pride. I don't go. Sure. Right? And if I wanted to do something, then I would just start my own thing. 
you know? Um, so, I mean, that's the way it works. If, if you don't like it, A, don't go. And B, start your own thing. Go with your friends. Any day could be pride. You can always get together with your friends. I don't know. I don't like this person. Every year, gonna, we, every year we're going to see an article about, like, remember when pride was good? And mm-hmm, this is a mm-hmm. community event, and so our community is going to police it in this way, I think, forever. So, um, What's up yeah. in L.A.? Any story from L.A. you want to talk about? Yeah, Mike. Uh, Disney says no so- to selfie sticks in their theme parks. Disney has decided to ban selfie sticks from their theme parks starting at the end of this month. You'll soon have to go to that archaic practice of using your own arms or asking a stranger to take a photo of you and your pals at the happiest place on Earth. Disney confirmed today that selfie sticks will no longer be allowed at either Disneyland in SoCal or Walt Disney World in Florida starting June 30th. 30th, I can't talk. June 30th. The same ban will go into effect at Disneyland Paris and Hong Kong Disneyland July 1st. Anyone with the contraband will be stopped by security at the front gates. Guests must leave their selfie sticks there and retrieve them when they leave. The decision follows an incident on Wednesday where a roller coaster at Disney California Adventure Park had to be stopped because a passenger tried to use a selfie stick while on the ride. Mike, what a fucking idiot. Who would ever take out a selfie stick on the ride? Who are these people? Yeah, I think that that's really stupid and... um. I would say a couple months ago, I started seeing signs that Calif- uh, I'm sorry, Disneyland was posting at the 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 beginning of the queues for attractions, and I think that that makes complete sense. You don't take out the like you, they they make it so that you can raise your hands, but even sometimes then I feel like it's really close. Like you're just begging for for trouble. Yeah, but, wh- but uh, why are people such idiots? Is my question to you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I would like to. I have. I I would like to defend the selfie stick, or at least the selfie. Really? Oh. Yeah. I I mean I understand all of this. I understand why they're banned in a lot of museums. I understand. The, I kind of understand where the hatred for the selfie stick comes from. From I don't have one. I would be embarrassed to ever use one, but I do really genuinely feel like the selfie is like what I want to see when on Facebook. I've if I want to see, I don't know, the the Matterhorn at Disneyland, I could Google it and I could see it from every fucking angle right now. I could. But what I can't see is my friends who are visiting it. Like, that's that's the only thing I care about seeing right now is, like, my friends in pictures, not necessarily just pictures my friends take, unless with, you know, a few of my, like, photographer-type friends. But I want to see you in your pictures. So I... I understand the selfie and I even respect it. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I also can completely understand people are just stupid. And so they have to ban all selfie sticks because people are going to do stupid things. And I get that. I'm going to tell you something. You just reminded me cousin of the show, Richard. Mm-hmm. I really, I didn't explain who Richard was earlier. I have a gay cousin, Richard, who's a week younger than I am and gay. Thus a week after my birthday, uh, it's, it's going to be his birthday. And I f- forgot he's been wanting a selfie stick. It's probably what I'm buying for his birthday. I was thinking about what am I going to buy him for his birthday? I'm going to get him a selfie stick. Do it. When when I would go ahead. I want, I don't understand why there isn't more selfie stick porn. Have you seen any selfie stick porn? Like, like someone putting it up their ass? No, like just solo porn things, but they're shooting it themselves with like really awesome angles. Let's see. I'm going to do a search right now. You, there has to be selfie stick porn, don't you think? I guess so. But I mean like... So, I'm going to try a, wet, a porn site first. Uh... Hey everyone, it's Joe breaking in to tell you a uh, new rule. Don't look up porn while recording the show because I don't know what do, what doing that did, but it I lost eight minutes of information and just kept breaking in and out. So the last 15 minutes of the show was completely unusable. Couldn't use any of it. So uh, you didn't really miss much, though. Come on, let's be honest. We finished a story. We did another news story. We talked about what we're going to do next week. And uh, then we got out of here. But um, I I do want to say this was in the show. Uh, A special thank you to Daniel Brewer 
for buying me a very nice birthday gift and sending it to me. Thank you, Daniel Brewer, friend of the Joe. Um, did Mike have any kind of important announcement? I think he said he was having a party or something. I don't know. I don't know. You, guys, I'll be honest with you. You didn't really miss anything, right? Look, in fact, I'm doing. I'm recording this by myself. It it really doesn't feel that different from recording with Mike. It really doesn't. Like, watch here. Here we go. Yeah. So then I was like, uh, Derek. Yeah, he's cool. Anyway, what do you got going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? You see, does that really sound much different from the show? No. So, with that being said, um, catch us on. So we're not going to have a show next week, a, a regular episode. Mike is out of town, but. Uh, We'll try and uh, we're gonna have a special episode, so you'll have a new episode next week. It just won't be me and Mike. So until two weeks from now, go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.